Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska, and this is today's Bible class. Today's Bible class is designed especially for our podcast listeners, and it's focused on getting us into God's Word for a few minutes each day, about 12 minutes or so, and in so doing, help us to focus on our spiritual well-being, our spiritual lives, our souls, and also our relationship with God. Now, it also helps us have a better, more positive framework in our mind in taking on the day. So we can look at whatever the day might throw at us with a better attitude. And again, with a more positive frame of mind. Now, we encourage you to share these short studies with everybody you can. Your friends, your family members, your work associates, your neighbors, anybody you can think of. Anybody you run into. And in so doing, you can help them, perhaps, have a better frame of mind, start to think about their spiritual well-being, their souls, and their relationship with God. You may even help them start to get on the path that will lead them to eternal life in heaven when this life and this earth is over. So think about what a positive, great, eternal impact you might have on somebody just by sharing these short studies each day. You can do that through Facebook friends. You can do that through text messages. There may be some other technological means that you have access to. So please do share with anybody and everybody. We're going to continue asking the question, can I change? It's a profound question, isn't it? Again, we've talked about how many people say, well, I, I just can't change. I've tried. I, I just can't. This is just the way I am, and I've accepted it. Can't, take a, can't teach an old dog new tricks. All of that is baloney. The devil wants you to think that you cannot change if you're living a lifestyle that ultimately will lead you to eternal condemnation in hell. He doesn't want you to turn to God. He doesn't want you to realize that with God's help and by God's grace and his strength that you can change. He doesn't want you to think that you can live the Christian life faithfully and obediently and consistently. He wants you to go down the path again to self-destruction, eternal condemnation. That's his job. Well, I know that many of you would like to change your life in one way or another, to one degree or another. Uh, listen to what the Apostle Paul wrote. And he was talking about himself. But it applies, we can relate to this. Every single one of us can relate to what he wrote here. Because we struggle that inward battle of wanting to do right, but ending up doing wrong. Of not wanting to do sinful things, but we end up sinning anyway. So in Romans chapter 7, beginning with verse 15, he said, For what I am doing, I do not understand. For what I will to do, that I do not practice. But what I hate, that I do. If then I do what I will not to do, I agree with the law that it is good. But now it is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells in me. For I know that in me, that is in my flesh, nothing good dwells. For to will is present with me, but how to perform what is good, I do not find. For the good that I will to do, I do not do. But the evil I will not to do, that I practice. Now, if I do what I will not to do, it is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells in me. 
I want, I find then a law that evil is present within me, the one who wills to do good. For I delight in the law of God according to the inward man. But I see another law in my members warring against the law of my mind and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin, which is in my members. O wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death? And if that were the end of the context of scripture that Paul writes here about his own personal inward struggles of trying to do God, uh, trying to live a godly life, a faithful and dedicated and obedient life, but struggling with the sin that is always there and giving into it on an ongoing basis to one degree or another, if he just finished the text by saying, Oh, wretched man, who will deliver me from this body of death? We might conclude that there is no deliverance. There is no way out. Paul did not want to do some of the things that he found himself doing. And some of the things that he knew he ought to be doing as a Christian, he found himself not doing. But you see, there's one more verse of scripture in the text. Verse 25. So, O wretched man, who will deliver me from this body of death? Verse 25. I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then with the mind, I myself serve the law of God, but with the flesh, the law of sin. That inward struggle is always there within every one of us. And that is basically the basis for our wanting to change and finding it so difficult at times. But it's a life of discipline that we have to ultimately develop within ourselves. A discipline that says, I'm going to live a godly life. I'm not going to live a sinful life on a consistent basis. Remember that Paul said in Philippians 4 and verse 13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Now, as I said, I know that many of you want to change your life. We talked about what it takes to change your life, your lifestyle, your eating habits in order to lose weight and become healthier. We talked about that. It's a mindset. You have to make up your mind. Well, you have to make up your mind to make any change in life and then follow through with it. Not just an emotional moment. I'm going to do such and such and then a few hours later or a couple days later, you find yourself not doing it anymore because it's difficult. It's a challenge. It takes commitment. Well, no, you have to make up your mind and follow through on what you've made up your mind to do. So if you want to change your life and start walking more faithfully down the pathway to heaven, then you've got to get after it and keep on after it. The Bible instructs that we can change by requiring us, by guiding us to add the Christian virtues to our lives. The Apostle Peter wrote in 2 Peter chapter 1, beginning with verse 5, We are to give all diligence to add to our faith virtue, and to virtue knowledge, and to knowledge temperance, and to temperance patience, and to patience godliness, and to godliness brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness charity or love. For if these things be in you and abound... 
they make you that you, you shall be neither barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. So these are Christian characteristics that we are to continually work on developing within our personal individual lives. We are to grow. Now notice he says, with all diligence, we are to be diligent at trying to develop these Christian virtues. One New Testament scholar wrote about this particular text along these lines. He said, the graces which adorn the Christian's character are to be chorused. Now this is very descriptive language. Chorused into a grand symphony to the delight and pleasure of him who fashioned and made us for his own good pleasure. In other words, God. There are eight graces and they thus form an octave of soul tones, the first being faith, the last love, an octave higher. When these are harmonized and played on by the divine spirit, disharmony disappears and life's discords vanish. How we should rejoice that we have been privileged to provide such an instrument in the hand of God, and that is our lives. Well, what a great thought. And again, what descriptive language. Let's look at the first of these personal Christian characteristics that we are to be diligent at developing and growing in our own personal lives. Virtue. Virtue is used only four times in the New Testament. Once by the Apostle Paul, Philippians 4 and verse 8, and three times by the Apostle Peter, 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 9, and 2 Peter chapter 1 verses 3 and 5. Virtue in these texts denotes courage. Our word virtue derives from a Latin word vir, meaning man, but it describes only a certain kind of man. It denotes a man who has a who was a cut above, a man of moral strength and courage and high character. We understand that from the word virtue. We might say integrity. This is still seen in our words virtue and virgin, being used as synonyms for purity. A virtuous person has the fortitude to stand for Christ, to stand up for Christ, to stand with Christ, no matter the odds, to speak out for him, no matter the costs, even to die for him if necessary. And thus Jesus said, be faithful until death, and I will give you the crown of life. This personality trait, this Christian character or characteristic, can be added if one lacks it and can be improved by one who has it but maybe to a somewhat weakened degree. Oh yes, we can change, but we've got to make up our minds. We'll come back next time and study a little further about these Christian virtues or characteristics. Let's pray together. Father, we know that we all have room to improve in our lives. Please guide us and help us to do so. Give us the strength, the guidance, the wisdom, and help us to be determined to make up our minds to change as you would have us to change, to be the Christians you would have us to be, to display those Christian characteristics, the virtues that Christians ought to exemplify to everybody around them. Please help us change where we need to change. 
Praise and glory and honor be to you through our lives, Father, as we live the changed lives. Please forgive us. This is our prayer, gracious Father. Christ's name, amen.